Hello, welcome to episode six of the Direct Design Podcast. Uh, today I want to talk to you a little bit about the 80-20 rule. So if you've never heard about the 80-20 rule, um, it's kind of the definition of it would be um, it's a high percentage of effects in any large system is caused by a low percentage of the variables. So what does that mean exactly? And also, commonly this rule gets really messed up. Um, so what this means essentially is that... Um, in a correct term, is that if you think of a, an app or a product you're building as like you know 100% of that of the user base who would use it, um, there's going to be 20% of your users that are the most important, that are the thought leaders, are kind of like the forward thinkers and just the key users that um, are going to you know make or break your app. And the 80/20 rule means that you want to focus on that 20%. Um, of users and that need of the 20%. Often where this gets messed up is actually, it's treated the opposite, where people think that, well, if I design for 80%, then I don't worry about the other 20% who are the outliers or the edge cases. I only want to, you know, get that top 80%. So that's actually backwards. Um, in modern product design, what you actually want to do is um, actually try to target the, t- the smaller percentage, the 20%. And you can kind of see commonalities in this in when you talk about things like MVPs or the minimum viable product. If you've ever heard uh, that conversation in a product design talk, then that, that's basically the similar to the 80-20 rule in the sense that an MVP, you're striving to find uh, you know, the, the basic, the most simplest path to releasing your product and getting it out the door. So that also you know, is in line with finding that 20% most important part of an idea and 20% of the users that would use it and um, catering towards that. With uh, an MVP, uh, you know, you're, all, you're often looking for the one use case that is like a, the key use case that um, someone will want to buy or it solves a problem today that they have and there's no good solution for it. You know, often you are narrowing it down to one particular thing that this app does well. So that's another way to think of the 80-20 rule, right, is that um, if you're focusing on the 20% of this idea that is the best part of this idea, you're going to have to kind of cut away the fat and, you know, focus down on one really good idea or one really good way of solving a problem and then building an app around that. So that's the gist of the the 80-20 rule, the right way to use it. Um, If you want to know a little bit more about it, um, it was originally proposed by an economist named um, Vilfredo Pareto, who observed that 20% of the Italian people possessed 80% of the wealth. If you look at it from that standpoint, like that's another way of kind of framing it where uh, you know, we commonly hear about this in society today where um, a very small percentage of the population owns the large majority of the wealth. Um, so that's maybe not a very fun way to look at this problem, but um, it, it does ring true as well, right, where that smallest percentage are doing the things that are earning them the most returns. And that's another reason to back up when you're thinking about this from a product design standpoint and figure out what is this, the one thing or the small percentage thing that I can do that is going to earn me the most returns from my users when they actually use my app. So when you're starting to come up with an idea, this is a good rule to apply to make sure that you're trimming out the stuff you don't need and really just focusing down to one or one key problem that you're trying to solve and making sure that uh, your design revolves around that. The more that you do focus on um, elements of your your app or idea that are outside of that 20%, the more that the returns are going to be diminished. 
you may think that you're catering to more people and opening up a bigger market, but in the, at the end of the day, you're really just diluting that idea. And instead of having one really strong thing that your app does, maybe your app now does a few different things, but not very well, or just kind of middle of the road. In that case, you know, users, if we're, maybe we're thinking about mobile apps, um, a user doesn't need everything in one app. Like, look at your phone. How many apps do you have? Probably dozens. So um, if you're just doing like a okay job of two or three things instead of a great job of one thing, you know, someone can easily come along and build an app for each different okay thing you're doing and beat you at them. So again, you really want to try to focus on uh, the one thing that you can do well and um, focus on that 100%. Another interesting um, stat that you can kind of uh, follow here too is that one thing that's been kind of studied and figured out is that 80% of a product's usage involves 20% of its features. So 80% of a product's bugs are caused by 20% of its components. So for all of those conversations you might have with product managers or just other people you work with who are always wanting to kind of cram more and more features into the product, uh, that doesn't necessarily work if you look at the underlying data. If 80% of the product's usage involves only 20% of its features, that means that you don't need a lot of features. You need just good features, um, whether that be one, two, or three. Uh, you don't need a whole bucket of like 20 to 30 features in your app to to make um, make it successful. That, that's commonly like something that you'll see people fall into or companies fall into is that it's more of a sales focus where it's like, I need this big checklist of different things that I could sell to a customer who, you know, if you're working in enterprise software or like a larger, like Fortune 500, if you're selling to those types of companies, the people that you're actually selling to are not the ones that are probably even going to be using that software at the end of the day. So when they're presented with a big list of like, oh, look at all these check marks or check boxes that you, I can check off my list. Look at all these buzzwords that like, oh, yeah, I've heard of responsive design. I've heard of mobile and all these things where they're like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Okay, sure. Sell me that. But at the end of the day, you know, that is not actually servicing the needs of the end user. Don't just think that you have 20 features or 30 features in a product that makes a good product. That is actually one of the indicators that it probably is not a good product because you know it's I struggle to think of one product that has so much crammed into it that is actually like a product that you would consider um, is one of the best out there on the market today. On the flip side, when we think about the 80% of a product's bugs are caused by 20% of its components, that's even more firepower to try to keep your app as simple as possible. Um, if you're going to be cramming it full of different components and different parts, that means you're just opening yourself up to additional bugs and additional uh, problems for your customers. So uh, instead of actually shipping software and staying ahead of your competition and releasing product on a regular cadence, you're going to be sitting there like trying to fix all these bugs. You're not releasing things. Your competition's beating you. And you know at the end of the day, you're going to fail. So um, again, keep it simple. I think another important aspect about the 80-20 rule to keep in mind is that it's just a guideline. You know, you could also do something like 70-30, 90-10, depending on, uh, you know, how you want to uh, focus your business. But the point is, is that you want to simplify down and focus on the small, most important part of your idea and build that. Don't try to build something for everyone because, you know, that will always fail. Um, you can also use this rule in smaller elements of a product, like use it initially when you're, you know, brainstorming your ideas and kind of coming uh, to a concept. But, you know, once you've actually got something built, you can also use this to do a bit of a UX audit um, on certain aspects, like uh, perhaps you have a settings area for your app and maybe it's bloated up to be like, you know, dozens of settings. 
do you really need all these settings? Uh, use the 80-20 rule to go in there and figure out what are the ones that users are truly uh, need and what are truly important to them and keep those and get rid of the others. So don't be afraid to also use this technique in you know different ways that you work. It doesn't have to just be on the very high-end, top-level uh, app design. It can be used within different aspects of the app as well. So anyhow, that brings this episode of the podcast to an end. Thanks for listening about the 80-20 rule, and I'll be back soon with additional um, episodes on different design principles. Thanks.